This is Ian Perry. Welcome to Keeping Green, the environmental talk show where we discuss issues in southern Alberta and the surrounding region. We broadcast at 90.9 FM CJSW Radio on Treaty 7 land and in Métis Region 3. The sounds you hear are Wild Constructs, a film shot in and around the Weaselhead Natural Area, directed and produced by Audrey Lane Cockett. Sound designed by Jesse Shire. On this month's episode of Keeping Green, I'll discuss Wild Constructs with Audrey Lane, and I'll feature some of the spoken word from the film. Stick around. One night at the weasel head, a tree falls in the forest. Thousands of creatures hear it. She'd been falling under her own weight for years. When sickness reaches the heart of could, should, would, it reaches only dead cells. Trees cannot heal their own wounds. So she finally cracks cage wide. Her cloud head scatters a Saskatoon bush, a paintbrush, a death's head lily. The dragonflies sound the same quiver along their young wings. The rattle of century rings, skip stones sinking a turning planet drinking in its own gravity. In the clearing morning after, her breached, bleached arbor belly lies low, but her upturned root feet already sprout the gleeful green of a tiny new tree. Because trees are survivalists, they grow wise. They don't reach up to grow, they reach out. Grow over, grow under, grow up, grow through grow out of, grow into, grow strong, grow true. Weasel headwaters spin through these cycles of nosy cliff swallow suburban goddesses. They gossip gold angled afternoon and snack on mosquitoes. Each year, this bridge is a crash for mud nests. And the cliff swallows return from a long Argentinian siesta, shouting sassy South American stories, of giggling into their elbow river and making babies under the footpath of humanity. Cliff swallows will actually knock each other's eggs out of the nest to make more room for their own. And a sole mother duck guiding her own eight ducklings under this maddening mud-slung bridge might wish that the biddies would stop making so much freaking noise. Maybe stop throwing their babies into the river like hooligans. But there isn't much she can do. Survival tactics can be hard to swallow. Grow over, grow under, grow up, grow through, grow out of, grow into, grow old, grown new any creature here could be a brand- you were listening to just part of cycles a segment in the film wild constructs poetry by aaron dingle now here's producer and director audrey lane cockett well audrey lane thank you so much for joining me you are a spoken word poet you are a soundscape artist you are an arts organizer. You are a naturalist on Treaty 7 land here in what we call the city of Calgary. 
I want to talk about your beautiful new series. Can you first just give us a little bit about your background? For sure, yeah. Uh, I was born here on Treaty 7 land and spent a lot of time in nature and uh, was privileged in that way to grow up camping and, and hiking and being exposed to lots of time outdoors playing and everything like that. Um, I went to school in Victoria, University of Victoria, and got a double major in environmental studies and physical geography, um, while also uh, developing as a spoken word artist and, uh, and practicing uh, there. And I've come back to Calgary and worked. My work has uh, since graduating has really centered around connecting to place, um, whether that's through the arts, whether that's through my work as um, a naturalist or uh, in the different collectives and, and projects that I'm part of. It's all comes to a focal point involving science, involving arts, involving community, but it comes to a focal point around connection to place. I love yeah. that. Um, can you explain to our listeners the form in which your your film takes um it's it's a series you know it's on a youtube channel in your name uh, in many parts but i i understand it's also been released sort of in in a longer segment can you talk about the evolution of the film and its structure for starters yeah the film is called wild constructs uh it's a six part film series featuring uh, different local artists. Uh, it's presented by the Weaselhead and Glenmore Park Preservation Society uh, and funded by the Alberta Foundation of the Arts and the Calgary Foundation. And it features uh, several different artists, including um, myself, I'm the director and producer, and it features Alana One Spot and Imagine Cardinal, Chantelle Stormsong Shagnon, Sabrina Naz Komanescu, Cobra Collins, Aaron Dingle, uh, Jesse Shire composed the music for it. It was filmed by Towards Productions and Nick Taylor and edited by Calder Chevery and a whole host of other people <laughs> involved in, in helping uh, make it become what it is. You know, it it is such a stunning series from the the drone footage and the footage shot uh, on the riverbanks and the forests, etc. But but also musically, it it is just so stunning. I have to say, bravo! I kind of know the answer to this question already, but what motivated the creation of this series? The creation of this series was motivated by listening. Mm. Um, the Weaselhead Park uh, is doing a bio-impact study so many years ago now, like four years ago uh, and a bit. Uh, I was helping uh, record sounds in the park for the bio-impact study um, with the Weaselhead Park. And uh, I spent a lot of time listening and recording sounds and just being still and listening in the park. And, and uh I learned so much and was so inspired and, and my perspective started changing about the park and what was happening mm. there just by listening. Um, and so that was the foundation and every step, how it grew and changed. It was, it was really the roots of this project 
are listening and and how that can change and influence perspective and and understanding and and the ways we interact and Hmm. and, uh, talk about things and, and practice things. I love that so much, listening, because I've always kind of taken that for granted. I've always been a listener in the natural world. And yet I find that when you recreate in this area, if you go to the national parks, for instance, a lot of it is about uh, personal achievement and athleticism um, in the hiking community, in the, in the running community. And don't get me wrong, all of that is great. It has its place, right? Physical athleticism is extremely important for physical mental health. But I find it's sometimes difficult to find people who who are there to listen. Do you, do you maybe agree with that on some level? I do. I think listening is, is a skill uh, that is not addressed well in our mm. society. Um, and the biases and pain and trauma and, and, and expectations that we have um, come with us into a lot of conversations and, uh, and affect how we hear things. That is very understandable, but also something that uh, can cause problems and, and more difficulties. Yeah, letting bias go before any situation uh, is is vitally important, as I as I've come to learn in my studies in environmental science. Here in the Weaselhead, we have a very special connection to all of the plants, to all of the animals. They teach us so much about ourselves. Everything in the land is meant for us, is made for us. So the lessons that we learn from it uh, teach us so much about who we are, about where we've come from, and how we can move forward together in a good way. And there's voices here. There's the voices of the wind whistling through the trees. There's the voices of the different birds. And the spirit of that song is to communicate it's to hear each other's voices fully and completely and honor where all of those voices have come from because that's what we are we are storytellers all of us every voice when we're in the weasel head we can hear so many different sounds so many different stories and this is how we connect to who we are and so this is why it's important to respect and honor where we've come from where we've been and who we will be moving forward so that we remain close to that knowledge and we can learn more about what has been left for us, what has been laid for us, that foundation that we have before it's lost, including the stories that all of those animals have for us. That was just part of the segment called Ancestral Birdsong, in the film series called Wild Constructs, set in and around the Weaselhead Natural Area on Treaty 7 land. 
You were listening to the voice and drumming of Chantel's storm song, Chagnon. Now here's more of my conversation with director and producer of Wild Constructs, Audrey Lane Cockett. I want to go to this idea of conservation because what I've learned in environmental studies is that we seem to adhere to this very 20th century idea of conservationism, which is like a a Teddy Roosevelt type of conservation where vast areas are set aside and it kind of removes the human element completely. Watching this series, one gets a sense that from others' perspectives, certainly from an indigenous perspective, conservation is not for excluding humans. I think Chantel says that, that everything was made for us, was meant for us. The plants and the animals, they teach us so much. And to my mind, this challenges what conservation has, has taught us in, in westernized thought in the last few centuries. So can, can you speak to this? What has artistic expression in making this series and in other art forms, what have you learned about conservation? What does it mean to you? Yeah, well, I think you frame that really nicely. Like I, throughout my schooling, throughout my upbringing, and for a lot of settlers um, here in Canada, the ideas of conservations are schooled from that kind of Teddy Roosevelt era of of separating man and nature and that Mm. we need to preserve and like kind of a bit of a savior complex about nature and like we have to keep it pristine Mm -hmm. and this and having all sorts of expectations um but throughout my education as an artist as a person um in this project and beyond this project um learning from uh indigenous schools of thought and and mentors um learning from community leaders, women, learning from the land itself. It kind of, that's changed my way of understanding what sustainability looks like and um, incorporating reciprocity into that equation and and unlearning some of my own biases and examining them and, uh, uh, and listening to um, these other kinds of teaching has been really important and um, guided this project and uh, the project itself definitely has humbled me lots of times. Um, and and uh, I've learned from every single one of the artists involved and everyone yeah. who's engaged with the project and, and helped along the way. This piece, this series, and you can answer this as honestly as you want, um, it makes me feel optimistic for the future of conservation uh, and our awareness for the natural world. Do you feel optimism? for the future of conservation? I sometimes have a challenging relationship with the word conservation uh, itself um, because to me it comes with this history that we were talking about with separating humans and nature and and a kind of one-way relationship dynamic. Um, And for me, the hope that I have and the optimism that I have uh, it's demonstrated through um, people and and communities and and the land itself and and working in reciprocity and and finding ways to work together and um, 
honor each other in the land. And I see that happening in really beautiful and radical ways. Um, I think that different movements outside of environmentalism itself have been really important, beautiful with Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, these different campaigns, um, they're all connected and uh, sustainability includes our cultural, social interactions as well. And uh, so I do have optimism and um, also fear and things that (laughs) come along with, with being in the world today. Uh, But yes, I do do have hope. I I think that, you know, like I've been fighting on behalf of, of keeping coal mines out of the foothills and Rockies and, and I've Mm -hmm. talked about other things. And I find with conservation, you know, you have one, you know, one group of people talking about water contamination, and then you have another group of people talking about job creation in the economy. And so you're kind of like two groups talking past one another. And so what I've come to to do in, in recent months and years is I say that conservation is not just about nature for itself. It's for the betterment of our our community. I think we need to start talking about conservation in terms of the conservation of people uh, who rely on the environment, not just the conservation of the environment in and of itself. I agree. I Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and the work I'm doing with stories of ecology and and my hopes with wild constructs was to create a space for conversations that allowed us to uh, really engage with each other and have a compassionate place where uh, stories that aren't drilled into our heads all the time uh, are platformed and uh, celebrated and uh, communicated with mm. with some beautiful art and um, and sound to kind of uplift that um, mm-hmm. and hopefully get into people's head a little bit more um, to have a bit more diversity of perspective because in Alberta we have been like taught, economics is is so important and it's more important and job creation and all this all this you know ideology uh that has so many cracks uh and so bringing light to some of those cracks and just kind Mm -hmm. of peeking into people's hearts and windows and and uh and breaking that down a little bit at a time is is really important i would speak to how much i enjoyed sabrina's role in in the series as sort of the the human embodiment of nature you know in in some frames i believe she is the trees in other frames she is the water can you talk about your collaboration with sabrina a little bit yeah uh, i loved working with sabrina naz she is an amazing dancer and person and um brought so much openness and willing to step outside comfort zone and and uh really immersed in lots of different ways uh in this project and in the weasel head itself and uh i was reflecting today about one experience we had we went out 
uh, for kind of research and recording some sounds um, together. And we got caught in a thunderstorm mm-hmm. and uh, we got, it was one of those summer storms that comes really fast and leaves really fast and rains really intensely. Mm. Um, and we got caught in it and uh, got to see how the forest reacted to that intensity and really came alive after it. And um, Sabrina really captured that energy of, of flux and, and movement. And uh, I think brought a lot of like really paid attention in that space and really brought that into her work. And I'm so impressed with how she did that. And I learned a lot from watching her process with that as well. So you have been involved in, in mental health uh, awareness. Can you speak a little, a little bit about that area of, of your work? Yeah, definitely. Um, I am someone who deals with uh, neurodivergence and disability and um, mental health is so important to include in conversations and, and how we interact with each other. And um, I, that's a pillar of how I navigate my work and practice and affects me personally as well. Um, and yeah, I, I could say more, but mm-hmm. I understand that, uh, yeah, there's sometimes saying less uh, is is best in in this area. I I too have I've struggled with with anxiety a lot throughout life, and my my connection to place and a natural environment uh, has been an antidote to that. It, I mean, as I thought about the interview questions yesterday, I walked around Weaselhead Park mm-hmm. uh, as a way to become balanced. Uh, and to let that calm kind of wash over me. Um, well, I want to ask you one last thing, and that is about your work with CPOJ. I understand you have a new project going on uh, with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in partnership with CPOJ and um, some other community groups, but we're an independent collective called Stories of Ecology. It's myself, Nicole Henry, Nancy Phillips, and Madison Galloway, and we're working on connection to place and strengthening and deepening those relationships uh, as through collecting stories from uh, the diverse and multifaceted voices of people in Treaty 7 today. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Do you have any advice or well wishes you want to uh, send to listeners today? My hope for listeners and everyone is to take a moment with some small wild place in their day, uh, whether that's a houseplant or going outside for a little walk or going to the mountains or whatever that means, uh, is just to take a little moment of stillness and time to listen and enjoy that and let that sink in. Uh, I think that's a really powerful thing and can lead to a lot of other micro adjustments and changes throughout a day. So that's my hope. Winter, the original secret keeper, life holder, glass gallery, footprint machine, till the meeting of the winds, glacial bride, Chinook melts everything. Licks clean the laden boughs of spruce, strips the bed of blankets, reveals the evergreen again, cracks the river open, bleeds into itself. 
dissolves the winter flesh from bone, barren branches, all sacred geometric and nuthatch haven, syncopated rhythm of the woodpecker on metal, drill, 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 helicopter drone paired with the metallic moan of man moving river, I put my foot down through tender ice, I asked it to hold too much, busy holding itself together, overflow and under sun. What have we begun? Do we know where it ends? When do we stop asking this river to bend to our will? Seems bold to mold a river. Mud, mulch, machine, and man. Bold to assume ourselves the beaver of all things concrete and metal, dam and motion. I fear we are asking too much. I fear the river will spurn our static, stoic advance, our rumble highway heartbeat, drowning water, story, sound and sense in excess and access, in uproot and rebuild, in destruct and construct. So I cannot help but weep for the willow and the migrated cliff swallow. I cannot help but weep for the lost lover's call, drowned beneath the sound of truck on asphalt. Whose fault? Deer lick salt from the wound, road rash decisions, a last cry lost to the cobalt sky. Who? Who ordained the lonely bird? Who? Who? Barred, snowy, saw wit, or great horned? Who? Who is blinded by our righteous roar? Echo location lost to a city that never sleeps. Night owl, I get lonely too. Yet less so when the sounds of frogs and crickets fill the evening air. When the chickadees sing warning calls to the morning hawk like they do and still do and still will. I wonder if the black bear cub will still scratch itself on ancient spruce, stain its tongue, teeth, and snout with sweet Saskatoon. I think the park will bear witness to this change with more grace than I can fathom. So I will take note. I will sit amid the silverberry, crocus, goldenrod, and solemn seal, solemn and reserved. I will breathe deep. I will watch the willow claim and fill the bank we broke. I will watch it hold the wounded ground in place to heal and root and heal. I will take note of the relentless life that unburdens itself of blame or judgment, turns to the prairie skies and buds and blossoms and sows seeds. I will take note of the forest consuming itself, of the swift fox and pathway cyclers, of the children changing sticks to staff, magic cast and caught in tangled sedge at water's edge. I will take note of the exploding cattails and their wind chime whims. I will witness my own shoulders relax. The forest comes alive when I give it my stillness. Silence. Can you hear the way the land whispers? The way the evergreens gossip? Can you hear the way they love each other? Send sugar. Quiet here is made of wind on waters. Squirrels and walkers chit-chatter in the forest flex. Wetland wonder, wild, urban oasis. I will take note and listen close 
to the never-nothing, always-moving, quiet, to the human and the other, and the way they mix and make melody, I will take note. I will take note. That was The Human and the Other, just one of many segments in Wild Constructs, filmed in and around the Weaselhead Natural Area. Poetry by Audrey Lane Cockett, who is also the director and the producer of the series. You can find the series on YouTube, where you'll find the stunning visuals to go along with some of the audio you've heard here today. Search Wild Constructs on YouTube and subscribe to Audrey Lane Cockett. Keeping Green is written and produced by me, Ian Perry, and by Emily Saavedra Matus. We are available on Twitter at Keeping underscore Podcast and head on over to keepinggreenpodcast.wordpress.com to find some of our monologues. You can find past episodes of the show at cjsw.com. Just search up Keeping Green. Thanks for listening to this episode, and until next time, remember, keep it green. Keep it green.